2: It's easy-to-wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
0: The Around the NFL podcast has plenty of arm talent.
3: Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, coming to you from a stadium overflowing with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wesley, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan.
2: Mm, arm talent, one of my least favorite uh, little combine words.
4: I could think of some that are less pleasant. It's but like, oh, that's, he, that's he's
2: got some great writing talent. He's got some great uh, hosting talent. Give me a break.
5: How else would you like to encompass all that goes into arm talent?
2: Just uh, go back and look at my answer from when we had this same convo uh, two years ago on and around the no, no. podcast. <laughs> I think, I don't
3: know. A little later in today's show, we spoke with Daniel Jeremiah yesterday, and uh, you'll hear that interview. And he uses some, the equivalent of cor- corpo jargon, uh, some buzzwords and describing a workout that he had uh, personally witnessed. And there's some arm Talent talk in that discussion, I got a lot, and I had a lot of stuff to square away and, and talk about um, and address with Move the Sticks, and it was as always pretty contentious.
4: And, and now DJ has offended Greg with his with his mm. verbiage and no, no, choice. it's just that yeah. one, just can't that one. You guys both showed
2: professionalism, anger, fluid hips. It was it was
3: fantastic. <laughs> um, yes, this is our second show of the week from Indianapolis at the NFL. Scouting combine the underwear Olympics, as they're known by some uh, will kick off a little That phrasing is annoying. Should we get rid of that? That's gone. It's gone. It's over. Um, That will kick off later in the week. We're we're on airplanes tomorrow. We're here as we always are to cover kind of the NFL news side of things. And we're going to get into that some uh, headlines from around the league. But this today's show is a good one. Uh, because we got a lot of guests, a lot of good stuff. As I said, Move the Sticks is going to be here. We'll do some uh, prospect talk and uh, settle some scores. Uh, we also have Mike Garofalo, uh of NFL Network, good dude and highly knowledgeable and plugged in. We're going to talk to him about what's going on with the CBA talks, uh, speaking of contentious and where that's headed, and also get caught up to date with any other – league happenings. Mike is super plugged in. And then we'll close the show out with a little bit of Connie Fox. She's going to come up to the suite here at Lucas Oil Stadium, and we're going to listen to the final um, entries for the contest, the Connie Fox theme song. Uh, so that is fun. Can't wait for that. But before we do any of that, I was going to throw it to news, but actually I want to address our, our show on Tuesday. Mark promised that the Robe that you wore uh, during Tuesday's show. Yes, a bathrobe. You, you, a bathrobe. You promised you'd walk from Lucas Oil Stadium back to our hotel in that robe. <laughs> and right. you were true to your word. And 100%. We, and we were by your side the whole way back. And... <laughs> It did catch the eye of one notable league figure. Greg, you had the that's, eyewitness account. That's
2: true. and We all sort of forgot about it immediately. Mark is so comfortable in his own skin when he's in that robe that everyone just <laughs> forgot about it. No one seemed to have noticed. But as we were getting closer to our hotel, it's about a 10-minute walk. We were almost done with it. I did notice a group of uh, 49ers personnel, and John Lynch, their general manager, just like staring us down, and Wes, you noticed it too. And I like okay, and then I like looked down because I was just like, okay, this is weird. We just made eye contact. That's enough. Look back up, still staring. Look back down. Look back up, still staring. And it took me a while to the realize quadruple take.
3: You called it. It was it was a
2: quadruple stare down take that he was doing. And then I uh, oh, of course, he's staring at Mark.
5: Well, you naturally – I don't know if everyone does, but I'm like, oh, maybe he recognizes us. No, no chance he recognizes us. He's just like, why is a grown man walking through this hotel lobby in a bathroom? Yeah, I've
4: learned to use the combine – you know, we're here for three or four days as an exercise in uh, bridge burning. Like if I – you know, we live in California. If things went south with our show, maybe – Float up north and work for the 49ers in some capacity will not be happening. <laughs> well, not anymore. You can cross that off
3: the You're list. You're that
2: guy in the hallway, according to him. Yeah, for a second I did thought, Oh, maybe he knows the podcast. Yeah.
3: No. <laughs> and then we had our annual uh, St. Elmo Steakhouse. Uh, it's not about the meat. It's about the meat. And that was a great time. Ricky, did you have a good time with us?
4: Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, was she a lot did. Of, oh, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> the night ended very, it was a celebration. Yeah, let's, I, don't I think, think we night all night had a really good time. Good time.
3: <laughs> and I think that's where we leave it.
1: I think so, too. Yeah. It, we're all great. Everything was great.
3: Out, went out to a nice uh, So rare to
2: hear Erica, like, lost for words or just short border on Borderline sheepish.
6: It's <laughs>
1: rare. No, no, no. I just think that a moment, like, we shared together is, is best among friends.
4: Time capsule it. Yeah. Yeah, you know? I mean, you know, and we went to a nice tavern after, a place... I find during <laughs> that combine was not me, a tavern, but well, yeah, it's, it's like almost like what it's it's wanting to be a, it's night a steakhouse. Club, it's, it's a prime I, steakhouse. I didn't see anyone eating steak there. I saw everyone turns I, into a bar. Yeah. Right, it's it's like flooded with sort of indie-based groupies uh, slash harpies trying to talk <laughs> to like GMs and coaches and uh, celebrities. You know, please. a lot of journos. and not us. A
3: lot of journos. and I I won't say who the coach is just because I don't want to be a jerk, and this guy is already gotten thrown under the bus in his career, and I'm not going to be another person to do it. But he was with a buddy. He rolled in late. It was probably after midnight. Um, He had a Bud Heavy, and his friend had a beer, too. And this head coach was just standing at the periphery of this crowded bar. And I just think I, I couldn't stop looking at this coach because I was like, You're a head coach, man. You're supposed to be owning the town. Like, remember the legends of Indianapolis of Combine Week, guys like Rex Ryan holding court at the Shake Shack. Like, these guys are larger-than-life figures that have many entourages. I saw this one particular head coach just alone with his buddy waiting for somebody to talk to him, and it actually broke my heart a little bit.
2: Why Why couldn't he if he had just been having a good time with his buddy and not even thinking any of these things? I don't
3: know. I just didn't love it. <laughs> I just didn't love it, and I will not say who it is.
2: Same coach, though, I think we can say this, that removed – that we talked about on Wednesday show that removed uh, the dip out of his mouth oh, with his bare hands. Wow. So he, he uh, was a <laughs> – What a week. A I will, I will. The winner and discard of the, week. Of the tobacco. Th-
4: there is a previous event we were at where I barged into a group of coaches <laughs> – with a oh beer in my hand, I believe. and uh, You're going to have to narrow that down. Well, I'm not going to say who it was, but uh, this man was among him, and I thought this guy, he could, in with one hand, crush my entire skull and just silence me, and he could not have been nicer. So, you know, I'm not. Uh, All right, we've he's given, not on my hit list. Too many, we've given the ATN subreddit,
3: subreddit enough hints. You guys try to figure it out from there. All right, let's get to it. Let's do some news.
7: The defense defenses get you to the championship the the quarterbacks win championships and I, and I definitely feel doc is is that quarterback
3: i i here we go mike mccarthy's back <laughs> you know is it a little bit kind of like ah, uh, mike mccarthy's back i'm happy the guy's back in the league and he's getting paid nicely and he has one of the best gigs in in the football world but not the most charismatic figure And uh, today he spoke, one of the last few coaches, um, at his press conference and didn't say much about the Cowboys. But that's just a little snapshot into the fiery charisma of one Mike McCarthy, head coach of the Dallas Cowboys.
4: Once told me if he was not uh, a football coach in life, what would he be? A uh, construction worker. And I think that that kind
5: of fits. These sweeping generalizations about offense and defense, I think we should keep them in the nineteen sixties mm. where they belong. <laughs> mm.
3: It's also kind of a weird statement. Right. Why are you defense trying to spoil it? Down? Take you to the Super Bowl, but only in the Super Bowl will the quarterback win? It's just so weird. Okay. That Why are you taking was out little of the other i guess he of a ring. I has a ring, don't know. It's like
2: a know. on your own it on your own That was that's it. That was kind of true of true of will give them of Yeah, give they that.
3: Yeah, but to <laughs> needed Aaron Rodgers to right, get to the Super course, Bowl. Speaking of quarterbacks who hope to play in the Super Bowl, Joe Burrow, he is the big uh, name. A lot of uh, people that are in the know believe he will be the number one pick, the LSU Heisman Trophy winner to the Cincinnati Bengals. We talked about it last week. There had been some speculation, and maybe, uh, Wes, you pointed out, maybe people reading too much into some things that the young man said, and he was asked uh, about, you know – with the draft coming up, are you somebody that would potentially throw up a roadblock, a la Eli Manning, if he wasn't happy going to a certain team like the Cincinnati Bengals? Here's what Joe Burrow said:
0: Do you have any reservations about playing for the Cincinnati Bengals? I'll play whoever for, for whoever drafts me. You know, I'm I'm just not going to be presumptuous about you know what what they want to do. I it's the draft. You guys have been covering it for a long time. You never know what's going to happen. So. That should
3: put to bed any lingering questions about whether Burrow would go to Cincinnati if they do indeed take him as their quarterback of the future.
5: That was a pretty simple yes or no answer, and the answer was yes. I'll go. We may even you.
2: pressed him on it, and he's like, "I'm not gonna not play." Right. So he he was clear. About it. Good job by us uh, noting that people were probably making a mountain out of a molehill. That was a media-generated story in the end. I mean, the is, beast
4: is hungry. Isn't there another angle? And I know this kind of happened with with Baker Mayfield and the Browns, Sam Darnold and the Jets. Is there is another career path where you go and you change a franchise that's been uh, ultra moribund for decades and decades, and and become the player that's that Cincinnati will never view in a, in a LeBron James type level, or you go to Cincinnati, and the Bengals change Joe Burrow. I mean, that that can happen, too, because I can't think of a team from coaching staff on down with more questions right now. I have no idea who the Bengals the, are.
2: These quarterback press conferences at the Combine used to be such a big deal, especially when it was in the old location. I remember the, like a lot of heat on the Cam Newton year, for instance. Like, how is he going to handle himself? We're not too sure about this guy. Then it's like he aced the press conference. And all that stuff is kind of silly. With all that said, watching Joe Burrow, and I watched the big chunk of it, He just seems like the Bengals fan base is just going to absolutely love him. He has such, like, a cool, easy confidence, not letting things bother him. I just sort of love it.
5: He's custom-made for Cincinnati with his personality. I mean, he has that – he's sort of a blue-collar guy, but he also has a little bit of – Cockiness. A little bit of sassiness
3: to it. Yeah. In a good way. I'll just play devil's advocate. Is it possible that he said what he needed to say at this event? Absolutely. And – He might not. He might still because he holds cards and he might play cards still. I'll play devil's advocate. We could
2: ask Mike Garofalo that later, um, and and maybe he'll have an idea. But I do believe that people just took what he said um, incorrectly because when he was talking about leverage, he really was talking. I believe his reason was – what he needs to do during this pre-draft right. process, he has the leverage to not work out here. He has the leverage to pick and choose the teams that come to him. He doesn't have to work out for fifty teams. He doesn't have to work out here in Indianapolis. He, he. That, I really believe that is what he what he intended, and people just misunderstood.
5: And to Mark's point, my inclination, being from Cincinnati and and following the Bengals pretty closely for so many years, is that they'll end up ruining this guy. But oh. it's not really fair. No, I mean, they.
3: Don't say that. Things
5: can change. They didn't ruin Carson Palmer. Kimo Von Olhoff and shredded his knee when they had one of the best offenses in the NFL. Good point. And that's not the Bengals' fault. But then you look is, at how But Carson they ruined Palmer's, the relationship afterwards. They ruined—yeah, right. You look at how his career ended with the Bengals.
3: Much of the organization is different at the top of the chain. It is not. Joe Burrow, could he bring you back to Cincinnati as a Bengals fan, Wes? No. Okay. Just, just check it in. Just, I like to check in. You know, I like to check. I I understand that, but you can't manufacture love. Hey, (laughs) if nothing
5: else,
2: if nothing else, if he provides an entertaining style of play, maybe the Bengals could at least be a, a team you enjoy watching again and not rooting against.
5: There have been times when I've enjoyed watching the Bengals on Game Pass. Um,
3: more good news for you, Wes, because I know your family members are many of them are Bengals fans. So I
5: love how you always go to this angle.
3: You know, uh, <laughs> it's that's true. That's you, you're,
5: you, uh, yeah, you're,
2: you've turned your back on your brothers. Um, My brothers don't root for the Bengals.
3: Mark Maskey of the Washington Post reported on Tuesday that NFL teams are strongly against renewing the instant replay rule, making pass interference reviewable. On the competition committee's off-season survey, 21 teams said they're not in favor of making the rule permanent to eight teams that said they are in favor of making it permanent. Mm. As you may remember, when this rule went into effect, after the Saints got screwed, the New Orleans screw job costing them a a spot in Super Bowl 53, they put in the rule uh, that you could uh, throw a flag for pass interference. However... It was a one-year trial balloon, and now the time has come to decide whether to make it a permanent rule or walk away and see it as a somewhat noble failure. It made the
5: product worse.
3: To me, it's that simple.
2: It's it's kind of an embarrassment if they walk away. I do think that the competition committee will try hard to improve the rule and get support to vote on a new replay rule because I, I don't think they just want to give up. But it sounds like this rule, is, the way they did it is not coming back. They're going to have to tweak it and try to convince owners to try it a different way. Maybe. But they were
3: tweaking it in the middle of the season, so they've right. already done at least one tweak in a way. Right. Can but we the, stop unofficial. with the mid-season tweaks?
5: Like, right. not and unofficial. The rules in September should be the same as the rules in January.
4: The, at least the NFL – is acting flexibly about this, where we can have these surveys and make changes until you get it right. Because it, 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 I know the XFL. Like, let's say the thing melts down in a year or two and it's gone. But you Month are y- you are looking at a competitive league where they're saying we're going to make everything that troubles the NFL. We're going to use it to show our strengths. We're going to be hyper flexible. Um, you know, take some age old uh, installed rules and just blow them up. And the NFL. Needs to make sure their product is perfect, and pass interference has been a devil for season after season.
3: In other news, by the way, who do you think our listeners can hear the person that's speaking loudly? No way, us? no way. Ricky, do you can you go knock some heads? There's another podcast I don't, I don't being think taped I, right next I door. I can hear them. Yeah. Yeah, but who has better numbers? You think? Like, who should actually be talking and who should be just listening? <laughs> I, I think, think they're,
1: they're interviewing Jordan Palmer right now. Oh. All right. Well, so I I guess that we <laughs>
4: attempted to get. So we were we were outmoted there. Wait, I we never put in a formal. I mean, let I mean,
2: keep it down. But are are you trying to say that as if like that's a huge get or something? Whoa.
1: No, I'm just saying I'm not going to go knock skulls. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, let's move on. Baker Mayfield. Oh, Baker, uh, you had such a tough season in 2019. And how do you get better? Well, you got a new coaching staff. That's good, and you wipe away all the hype and buildup that seemed to work against the Browns. Well, you also, you know, your figure maybe a little bit plump, <laughs> as it turns out. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport <laughs> reports that Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield plans to be slimmer and faster in 2020. Rappaport added that Mayfield put on some weight last year to bulk up and he lost some quickness. So we know, Wes, you talk about it a lot. Uh, where the league's going, your quarterback's got to be able to move, make plays off – what is it? Off-schedule. Off off schedule. Off-schedule plays, and maybe Baker – did you notice that, Mark, that he wasn't able to make some of the plays he made as a rookie off-schedule and instead was being dragged down in the backfield?
4: I mean, I think that absolutely was apparent from the opening week Titans loss where a combination, a combination of pass pressure and general uh, – guidelessness they they the whole offense seemed to lack a map um from week one through the end of the year, and Baker mayfield's uh performance was lesser than year one in every single category and it's it it kind of worries me because I'd say he's one more ultra mediocre season away from a lot of big questions being asked again in Cleveland at that position hmm. that said uh you know it i I remember when Russell Wilson shed some weight and became more lithe and able to move quicker, and it helped him have an uptick season. I think Baker Mayfield was a combination of not quite um, taking his role as seriously as someone like a Tom Brady would last year, combined with a team in chaos that on a weekly basis did not put him in a great position to succeed. So that's that's the kind of thing you could say, bounce back campaign potentially, if all these things go right. But... A lot more question marks surround Baker Mayfield than I ever could have imagined when we were talking about him a year ago. A little Rubenesque. A <laughs> little Zombie. Well, he, he didn't get big and thick so. with muscle. He just kind of looks like like Dan. You saw him at, so Super him at Bowl, the big, Super Bowl. Normal
3: dude, right? Yeah, at a uh, one of those parties. And he does strike you. That's one thing we all know, and it was maybe the only major knock on him coming out of college was his size, that he's not a big guy. He's not tall. Um, he just looked... Strikingly, normcore. Is that what I said earlier today? Rick? Which is, you
4: could describe, you know, us that like, way. So. He looked
3: like, a, a, like, a, in a sea of people at that party. He looked like any other guy. And covering our league or this league, excuse <laughs> me, covering this league, quarterbacks do not look like average people. So what he has to work on, I guess, is just carving that body up a little bit, getting a little shredded,
4: Ooh. and maybe taking it a little more. Maybe Like Ben came, Roethlisberger,
2: so- not a beautiful body, but he has he's the huge, size though. to yeah. sort of make he's up. It's
4: like carved it. out of a, like a, a grassy mountain. Mayfield
3: is never going to be a guy that's going to easily see over his line and things like that, so he needs, I would think, everything else, he's got to check all the boxes physically.
4: Get that bod tight.
3: All right. We have to do that too, Mark. We oh, were I, mean, about I, I, what I
4: It's the, one of the only traits that I share – with any uh, professional quarterback, in this case with Baker Mayfield, is <laughs> the body needs some work.
3: We this is oh, the, yeah. this is
4: this is body season now. Um, get it, Get me out
3: of this. Like, get out it's of, snowing outside. Get yeah, me back to L.A. Get me on the streets. Out of the season, you get past the Super Bowl, and then you get past the combine, and then you can start working on a little self care a little bit, and uh, paying a little bit more attention to what you eat. You, you know, you exercise a little bit more. This is something I usually have my best bod moments. From really post combine till about September, and then things start rolling downhill. So it's it's bad season.
4: Well, it's very you,
2: similar to the track record like Eric Mangini had as coach uh, in the league. It's I would a tough say. season. Right, it's you a use,
4: long season. If you use that off season to only <laughs> indulge in the uh, you know the sweeter things, your next football season will see you looking like Rex an orb. Ryan. <laughs> Early
3: period, Rex Ryan. Um, all right, moving on. Tua, how do you pronounce his last name again? What did we come down with? Tongo Vailoa. Nice. All right, I'm going to go with Tua for now. Uh, He continues to be on the right track physically. He had that terrible hip injury that ended his college career at Alabama prematurely. There was concern at the time that it could be a type of injury that could really um, hamper him and cost him dearly as a prospect. Well, everything we're hearing back is that his MRIs are clean, and he is a guy that – once he goes through, assuming he goes through the pre-draft process and the workouts and, you know, uh, the, what, he's not working out here, right? No. But he will have, I assume, the a pro day uh, if his body is able to do that in time. And then if that alleviates fears uh, about him physically, he's going to be a guy you think is a top ten pick. And um, I, it led me to just check in on the draft board. And I just want to see – I want to check out this top ten. Let's look at it. With Tua potentially healthy and looking like a guy who's going to be – Hoping to
5: have a pro day April
3: 9th. April 9th. Okay. Mark,
5: Mark, what have we learned? He's going top three, right? He's a quarterback. Absolutely. He's going top Someone three. will trade up for
4: him.
3: Well, you have Cincinnati at one, and let's say that's where Burrow goes. You have the Redskins at two. Now, they are playing coy and saying, you know, we're open for business potentially, but this Chase Young guy uh, – Everything we're hearing is that he's a potential generational edge talent.
2: But I think in a perfect world, like the most perfect world, you know, they—who knows? You maybe you, they could trade to three like San Francisco did, and they tricked uh, old Chicago into giving up some <laughs> trick ex- old Chicago extra <laughs> picks. I mean, they took Solomon Thomas, it's so it didn't old. work out that
3: great. Uh, <laughs> but let's say they stay put and take young uh, three. The Lions—we've talked about them. They seem like a team that could absolutely. Uh, do business and a team trades into that spot and perhaps takes Tua, and then you're seeing some mocks. I just saw Bucky's uh, latest mock. Um, he has Tua going to the Dolphins at five, which would be kind of funny because all the hand wringing and all the bearing of the Dolphins, which was they kind of earned that very job, um, but they might end up not having a historically bad season and getting the guy they wanted all along or wanted. You know, last September, hmm. uh, it could work out that way.
4: Well, if you so the medicals on Tua have been very positive, and let's say the next couple of months just were glowing in terms of his workouts and everything else, is, are we putting it at zero percent chance that the Bengals would ever be wooed into the Tua scenario? Is it zero? Is it, it, it we're just clocking no. burrow to him, no questions asked? At this I, point? I
5: agree with you. It, it, you should ask the question because the Bengals. I, I don't think Bengals you should is, ask the question. The Bengals
4: an unpredictable franchise. Did
3: anybody see Joe Burrow's hands? Nine inches. What a disgrace. <laughs> I mean we got Mike
2: Garafolo just walked in the room. I what if what if we just extend this convo, we ask that question to Mike and get that whole thing going. Oh, it's got a headset on Garafolo. Let's
3: fly. All right, he's got the headset on. Now we can ask him hand size, be honest. It doesn't say it doesn't change how we feel about you. Seven inches, seven and a quarter. I, I'm,
8: I don't know. I'm curious myself. How long is an iPhone eight plus? Because I'm more than that.
3: We got to figure this out. We should. You know what? We should measure. Let's cut well, that. Let's a dollar cut that bill. Percent.
8: A dollar bill is six inches, right? He I pulls out a twenty by the way. <laughs> yeah. That was just a show
3: of power. <laughs> yeah. You'll take well, out a single. I'm all out of 100s a TV guy. I take out my 20 I'm all out of 100s i I'm working with about eight inches over there.
8: Uh, did, did, uh, did you introduce me? Do people know? Yeah, I guess This is are. Mike
5: Garofalo, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen.
8: So I'm six inches and a thumb, okay? Well, You've really learned a lot about
2: podcasting <laughs> and hosting as one of the unnamed friends on Rap Sheet and Friends. Yeah, I know. It's uh,
8: <laughs> you know.
2: But, The
3: Rap Sheet Has Friends podcast, yeah. which uh, Mike Garofalo but the hosts. Beauty, Ostensibly.
8: The beauty of it is it gives me cover, right? When something goes wrong, well, it's not my problem. it's Ian's podcast whereas if your name is on the podcast
3: that's true
8: you know a lot of responsibility falls on you
3: excuse me it's it's the rap sheet has friends yes podcast
8: with the question mark yeah all right
3: Mike yep thank you for joining us you're plugged in you get it and we we have to what we were just talking some quarterback stuff um with obviously the draft and everything we'll start we'll start with where do you want to start Mark
4: well I think we were talking about Tua and you know the medicals look great, and if he were to have a glowing lead up to the draft, is there any percentage chance, based on what you're hearing from these big wigs all over the place, that the Bengals could ever you know move off the Joe Burrow fascination and even contemplate taking Tua at first overall?
8: I would think not. Um, I, as someone explained to me uh, this morning, and not really someone in the Bengals decision making process, but Close enough," said that. Mike Brown. uh, Yeah, no one with the last name Brown uh, said if we don't take Burrow, they're going to burn the stadium down. Basically, Um, Hmm. uh, and and and, I mean, might be doing them a favor. It didn't sound like it seemed better. Yeah. Uh, it didn't. Well, they're, they're not that kind of a, a fan base, I don't think. So I think that that was a bit overstated.
5: Have you seen the beer cans they threw on Ben Roethlisberger's lifeless body when they were I, hauling I, him up the field? Uh, <laughs> yes.
8: Uh, yeah, and I remember uh, a certain pep talk by one Sam Weish at one
3: point, too. Um, <laughs> no, let, let's listen to that. Yeah. Will the next person
1: that sees anybody
3: throw anything onto this field, point them out, or get them out of here? You don't
7: live in Cleveland! You don't
8: um so uh yeah so uh no i i i think it's a very 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 small percentage chance and and the thing with tua is he he's my friend i it's contractually he's my friend ian rappaport um <laughs> and, and it's he's the only friends he has he's, sources he's, and yeah. contractual friends he's he's reported a lot it's of real. a lot of glowing medical things on tua um which is great but it it's still it's still going to be a thing it, it's whoever winds up taking tua is taking Uh, a risk at some point, a medical risk. But
2: at least if you're the Redskins, and Ron Rivera spoke uh, Wednesday, today, you know, that they're open for business at number two. It does raise the, you know, possibility that someone is more likely to give up a huge offer, forget
8: about going to three, to get to uh, at two with the Redskins. Yeah, and um, I I think Rivera is playing the game. I think if they truly, honestly, were going to go quarterback you wouldn't know about it. It's like getting whacked by the mob. You'd never hear anything. It's Tony <laughs> Soprano. <laughs> sure if right. the she if the,
2: the r- if the Redskins were going to go quarterback. If the Redskins me? were going to yeah. go quarterback. Yeah.
8: So the fact that they're doing it now is is the whole hey, anybody want to play? And and Rivera was asked about, you know, is, is there a fallback scenario here uh for you where uh you would trade out of that spot? And he paused and said, yeah, but it's probably not very realistic. Um, So I I think that he's playing the game in a number of ways. I still think they wind up with Chase Young. Um, But it also gives you a little bit of a a kick in in the pants if you're Dwayne Haskins um, to know that. and, And there's a lot of that going on around the league right now with Mike Mayock saying, you know, if we can get better at quarterback, we'll get better. We like Derek Carr a lot. Um, there's a lot of motivational ploy, certainly in Tampa Bay right now. A lot of pants kicking. Yeah, oh, yeah, kicking them. Um, and and the thing with Haskins, and I got killed for this last year. I said, you know, there's there's talk about he's got to get in that playbook more. He's got to be in the facility more. He's got to do it. Mm. Well, Doug Williams last week comes out and says, if I'm Dwayne Haskins, i got to be in that building. He better be there till they kick him out of there, number mm. one. Uh, and then you got Rivera today talking about how great it's been so far for him to show up at the facility, make his rounds, and see Dwayne Haskins in the weight room, see Dwayne Haskins uh, in the meeting. Now, granted, Rivera wasn't there last year, but it, it's clear that he knows what the reputation is and what Haskins needs to do here in this offseason.
4: Less selfies, more grinding.
2: Yeah. Uh, that was subtle score settling by you going back to I kind like of that. point
8: out it's That it's, you had it right. As it's he, the right move. As, as Rappaport, way too many Rappaport references, but way, as Rappaport likes to say, the mean streets of Scooptown, there are rules and there are... <laughs> um, is that a real thing? It, it is. It is. Uh, are Scoop- those the
5: only mean streets he's ever
4: seen?
8: Scooptown <laughs> population, what, like 30 maybe?
4: <laughs> I guess I've written down here, uh, nicest insider, question mark, because I kind of view you yeah. know, a lot of these guys very cutthroat. They'd probably... Uh, take each other out if they were given a chance. You've always struck me as a kinder person, but I'm questioning yeah. that to some degree. Well, now. I feel
8: like my cover's been blown in the last minute here, okay. so uh, it's 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 more it's more of a subtle uh, twisting of the knife, and they don't forget that I said this. Late, and there well, well, there's some things that I tend to carry with me, and some things that I just kind of go whatever. But but nothing bothers me more than the guy that goes well as I reported. Months ago, <laughs> as I told you. How about the no guy
2: when head. like news happens and then he's like, well, I wrote this article yeah. two and a half years ago about how good this linebacker group is. Like, hey, no one cares about I, your old I think article. we've
3: all done that on this podcast, well, though. So well,
8: what's funny is is I saw the opposite recently. I saw a guy. Let me see if I can remember the, the details of it. So I said something about, who the hell was it? Uh, oh, it was DK Metcalf. And I said, I will never understand why D.K. Metcalf went as low as he did. And another reporter, who who shall remain nameless, is a friend of mine, basically came after me and was like, well, you're forgetting it, this and this and this and this. And I'm thinking, he's telling on himself. So I went back and found stuff that he had written saying that D.K. Metcalf probably, not his own opinion, but people he talked to around Mm -hmm. the league. And I'm thinking, you dummy, you're telling on yourself. Nobody's sitting there saying, oh, well, this guy wrote all this stuff before the because nobody remembers. So I th- that was the opposite of it. I feel mm. like that was uh, not very productive of that person. But well, I love him and I'll buy him a beer later.
3: There you go. It, that's not rap sheet. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's talk CBA because you are a good point guy on this. And yeah. I think uh, as we've talked about on the show, it, it is in the best interest of everyone from fans, the media, uh, to, that this gets done. Uh, but will it get done? We shall see because player representatives voted to send a new deal uh, that's already been approved by the owners. That includes a 17 game season to the full union membership. You need a simple majority of some 2000 players uh, to accept the agreement for it to go into effect this Mm -hmm. year. Now we've been seeing bubbling up today on Twitter uh, players that are against this deal, saying it's got to be a negative vote and a no vote. And Russell Wilson, we saw that's a prominent name. And then we saw one of the Pouncy Boys, Marquise, was it? One yeah. of the Pouncy Boys. Uh, here's let's listen in on a video <laughs> message he put out on social. <laughs> let's count the bleeps.
7: Man, the so crazy, man. I vote no. That shit, our NFLPA, the, the, the dudes at the top, the leaders, man, that's all bullshit. That. They ain't looking out for the best of the players. If y'all want my vote, the Pouncy Twins vote no. And if any player on any one of our teams, if y'all heard for rent money or anything, while we go through this lockout, call us, man. We got way more money than what they had back in the days. We ain't got to worry about that. All the vets on each team stand the f- up, stand up, show these guys that we care about them, man. I care about all you young players, and I love you guys a deal. I ain't gonna let y'all down. Trust and believe. They trying to sign a bullshit ass deal just so these motherfuckers sitting the president. Can go around and smile and say I got something done. You ain't get shit done. Twelve.
8: But should there have been thirteen? Okay. Because ass made it through there. Mm-hmm.
3: I don't know if you noticed that.
4: That's a fair point. That, we allow ass on this program. Not not a kinder, <laughs> gentler Pouncy brother offering help to other players. I I hear Speaking the sailors language, but yeah, you
8: know. I, I I do find it interesting that his plan is for the veterans to float the younger guys. <laughs> yeah,
3: we'll see how that goes. That will sustain itself, <laughs> My, mind you. <laughs> they should all go straight to the Pouncy brothers yeah, to see how that so, goes.
8: So let's let's review the tape here. So uh, Pouncy's counter proposal was. Oh wait, that's right. There was nothing in there of, of, of substance. Uh, and and don't worry, young guys. The older guys are going to take care of you. I, I I just I don't I don't see the the logic that that's going to. But it work might not. Out, so. It
2: might not pass if the player well, representatives only voted seventeen fourteen in favor. So all you need is a majority, and that. You know it's, in that group of people it was a slight majority. It seems like it's going to be a
8: close vote. It's very interesting because the initial knee-jerk reaction was this thing's going to get passed. There's going to be no problem once you go to the majority. These guys are going to be like, "All right, so we get to keep playing football and we get a little bit more money. Cool. Vote yes, blah blah blah, whatever." But a lot of times now these guys might be influenced by what they're saying. Oh, well, if, if Russell Wilson's against it, if Aaron Rodgers is against it, uh, if J.J. Watt's against it, oh, maybe I should be against it because it, it, it's kind of the, they, they figure that these guys are a little bit more plugged in. I, I, I will say this. Look, the NFLPA went to this, and I don't want to get too deep into the weeds because nothing makes people's eyes roll in their heads more than revenue splits. Um, but the PA went into this with the intention, this is what you hear from the league, of really working for the lower end of their pay scale. I've heard estimates of anywhere from 60 to 70% of guys in the league, players, are either rookie deals or minimum salary deals. So guys in the lower end of the pay scale. And they're going to get... The low end's going to get like a $90,000 pay bump on the minimum salary. Now... I had an agent say, "Oh, big whoop! They got ninety thousand more for. Play. That's a lot of money to mm-hmm. that guy. Okay, for especially for a guy making
5: five hundred. Yeah,
8: yeah. I mean, do the math on it, right? And and, and on top of that, he's going to get other escalators that don't exist now in the current. There, there's basically going to be more money for that guy. So if he really does look at what's coming his way. I would think you're going to have many more yes votes than no votes from those guys, and that that should met- make this thing easily pass. I, know, I just, you know.
4: I know there's also there's that the, I've read stuff about you know the TV deal pending the T the, 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 that contract the Trump election. You want to get this thing done sooner mm-hmm. than later. Uh, but is there any scenario where we get like a 19 month holdout and and while you're in front of Park <laughs> Avenue, I'm at like a semester at sea. Doing something that I want to do. They with don't my offer life. that for men of your age. Yeah.
8: <laughs> the last
2: time.
4: <laughs> in
3: <learning laughs> school. The, uh, yeah.
8: He's <laughs> just
2: well,
3: kind of like,
8: hey, Princeton undergrads, what's uh, going on? Well, you, you could study abroad, but it's a different. There's, there's a. Never mind. <laughs> okay. um, the uh, last time this happened in 2011, I got married. Um, I'm not saying that's going to happen again. It's always possible. I never know when I'm going to come home and the locks are going to be changed. Uh, the but Dear John Letter, it was great. It was very convenient for me because we got married in March. We went on. We actually went on. Two honeymoons. Now I'm really sounding bougie. Wow. Humble-, right Humble brag. <laughs> really bougie. I'm sorry, now but he's it's
3: holding one hundred dollar bills. It's, speaking to us. it's
8: <laughs> pertinent to the story, though. <laughs> yes. We go away on one honeymoon. I come back. I said, has friends. Yeah.
2: Podcast. Not a lot of listeners, but a
8: lot of money. <laughs> a yeah. lot of money. Well, let me let me calculate <laughs> what we've what we got last week off of that. Oh, it's uh. Hundred percent of zero from the week before. <laughs> Ooh, yes, that's great. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, so uh, tough it, it was great because I kept leaving and coming back and saying what happened. Nothing. Nothing. Didn't miss anything because I was good? just, I was just, I wasn't covering the league. I was covering one team. That would be different now. I don't want to stand on a corner, is what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm glad that you want to do the the, the, the Albert Breer Memorial. Role. That's Albert
5: Breer's corner. So
8: the great, so Albert <laughs> Breer, love him to death, uh, stands on a street corner for six months, comes back. And gets these, once the lockout was settled, there's all of a sudden these tweets. Like, he may have been trending. I don't even know if we knew trending back then. He may have been trending on Twitter because people were like, oh, fantastic job, Albert Breer. So great, whatever. And Steve Politti, my colleague at the time at the Star-Ledger, tweets out. And I'll never forget this tweet. I actually went and found it a couple of days ago and sent it to him. Uh, he tweets out, I'm sorry, did I miss something? Did Albert Breer just come back from the front lines of <laughs> Afghanistan? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, that was harsh, but actually kind of funny. And I just found it and sent it wow. again. I said, hopefully you're not tweeting this about me in a year. It was we a get very
3: hot reopen. summer, as yeah. I recall.
2: Well, that, that's the uh, the thing about this negotiation. Everyone's paying attention to it on a day-by-day basis, but compared to last time around or almost any time around, it's 99% done, and they're way ahead of schedule. It really isn't something... That probably needs to be overly stressed about because so much has been agreed to. The players who are upset about it, I mean, they're upset with the union who's been working like hard and kind of getting their you know, good points into the deal as much as they can for six months. They've been negotiating this deal. It's and, their and deal. What, but what
8: have those players, those dissenters, been doing for the last six Playing months? Playing football. Playing football. Yeah. So they kind of came in and were like, all right, cool. Where are we? What? Do you, what, huh? what about... This thing that we were talking about back then, yeah, well that that didn't fly. Well, what about this? What about the you know? So they that's feel a lot like of catch
4: up now. Yeah, yeah,
8: and 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 saying, well, we got to go back. No, no, no. We we already talked about that. You guys were were.
4: And and, know, and like your podcast, people. this these are volunteer jobs. These team <laughs> leaders. It's, uh, yeah,
8: know. yeah. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me.
4: Percentage percentage
3: chance by three years from now. Zessler with the hammer drop. It's it means, that's not who I am. Seventeen game season percentage. Hundred. There's no way it doesn't happen.
8: No way. No way. All right. And it, and it benefits. It benefits the players. I mean, is one more game really going to take that much off of them, more wear and tear and those how kinds did, of things? I don't think. How did Basically, 16
5: get to be the only number that works? That's what I want. 17? Would. No, how, like there's this idea that. That seventeen is too brutal for the players, but how did sixteen get to be the only number that worked? But then <laughs> it used to be, 14, 10 years used to be now,
3: twelve. Yeah. Ten years from now, when there's another when there's another CBA bargaining, it's like, how stupid is it that we did an odd number? We gotta go to eighteen. Yeah, oh yeah. And I that's mean to be the hey, next thing. Of Don't. course.
2: That was the whole idea. I mean, yes. it's basically like losing in the wild card round every single year. You are the Marvin Lewis Bengals. <laughs> the entire NFL <laughs> is the Marvin Lewis Bengals. It's like the Patriots have been playing a twenty game season yeah, somebody 19 call, every, every, every
8: single year. Somebody call Marvin and calculate what all those games took off of his his, his coaching <laughs> Took
3: off of his life, really. Why don't we figure all <laughs> or or it all out? Or
5: contact Bengals fans and see how many yeah. Marvin Lewis mm. took off their life. There you go. <laughs>
3: um, Mike, you've said yeah. it all. I mean, you're a busy man, and still you made it up to sweet 13A slash B. Yeah. That's all we got. I think, I'm in, I think I'm in B. If I lean back,
8: I'm in B. <laughs> if I sit
2: forward, I'm in A. Partly in B. While you're here, a quick one. Yeah. Like, just give us which teams you think are going to go
8: bananas in free agency. Seahawks. I, mean, I just want to know this. Who's going to
2: win the Aussies. Yeah,
8: but I see, I say Seahawks, but if they re-sign Jadebion Clowney and Jaron Reed, that doesn't really count. That Because right? it's or the like guys. Eagles, maybe? Um, Colts, maybe? I, I could see the Eagles being aggressive. I don't see the Colts being that aggressive. I could be wrong is, about is that. Is Rivers but. going there? Uh, uh, saw a report today
3: about that it's, it's going to happen, Rivers to the Colts. Not sure about the source,
4: but.
8: Put me down for no. Really? Mm. Yeah. Put me down for no.
4: Okay. Interesting.
8: I'll see if I can come back with the info on who I think it's going to be.
4: To us
5: first. Oh, they're getting someone uh, else. Sure. Okay.
8: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Somebody's, somebody's got to.
2: Do be you have a see. one wild like QB carousel prediction or uh, thing that you think could
8: happen? That one wild see? one. I see. I, w- wild would be Brady winding up somewhere other than New England to me. Um, one wild one. Teddy Bridgewater in Tampa, maybe. Is that wild? No. But that's no. good. I like it. it. Nothing about Derek Teddy. Carr, Br- moving on. Nothing, wild, nothing about Teddy yeah. is wild. Yeah.
4: Right. I mean, the Chargers can't honestly be going with Tyrod Taylor. They've, they've got to have something up their sleeve. Tyrod
8: and Justin Herbert, maybe. You okay. know, now all of a sudden it makes a little sense, right?
4: Yes, yeah.
3: Mike Garofolo He is, of course, NFL Network reporter extraordinaire. Also the co-host of GMFB Weekend Woo! with Colleen Wolf. <laughs> Who is in the background? That's her. She's streaming.
8: a woo. I never knew Colleen to be a woo girl.
3: She's a big one. Yeah, big woo girl. Uh, Mike, <laughs> thank you for joining us, and uh, come on again in the oh. not too distant future. We love having. How about, how about a free agency special? We'll make that happen. Ooh, Absolutely. Fun. All right, Mike Garofolo. All right, there he goes, Mike Garofolo. Always good uh, info with Mike. And uh, before we throw it to move the sticks to settle some scores and and do a little. Um, Joe Burrow talk, and it was a nice conversation with Mike. We do need to do something. We had teased a Peter Schrager, Mark Sessler update on yesterday's show, but we didn't get around to it. So I think we, none of us know um, what happened between you and Pete when apparently you crossed paths here in Indianapolis. But just a reminder that last week Mark put out his NFL media personality power rankings, and three members of Good Morning Football were on that list. Connor Orr, who sadly fell ill with the flu this week and could not make it out to Indy and couldn't join us at Steak Night or Nikki Blaine's crushing, uh, and it also of course Atlanta Journal Constitution's legendary beat scribe D. D'Or- Orlando D. Orlando Ledbetter. Yeah. All right, Pete not on the list, and it made waves and social. You saw people, you know, tagging him, uh, and it, it seemed like the start of a potential beef.
2: Well, and some people, you know. Correctly or incorrectly, it's up to you to decide. Noted how how upset Mark you know was that he was not the most respected member of the around the NFL podcast according to Schrager, and it seemed like a, a very one to one response.
4: Well, so that was so the, what happened? Well, that was the last time that I saw Peter Schrager was was out uh, poolside. Poolside. When I asked yes. the question to him, which one of last us uh, don't do ask you the question if the you don't most? want the answer? Well, and I did not like the answer at all because it was it was formulaic. His answer, and uh, it but then was, you uh, asked
3: again. The next time he was on our show, about a month and a half. Ago. Oh, really? Right,
4: and that was by phone. No, that no. In that incident, he he um, didn't do a power. No, he stuff. gave a review of our on-air network show, and I had created and put a lot of heart and time into a little two-minute ditty called Operation Dirt Nap, and he. Explain. It basically said he was watching on an airplane and had no idea what was happening. That's right. how he described it. Which my, really my got handbook. you angry. Well, it was, oh. you know, part A, part B. So I have yes. not seen him since. this heat's bubbled up. And, you know, it was raining a couple days here. The, the sun refuses to come out into the sky in this city. I'm not sure what the, the deal is there. But I'm uh, getting into an elevator. Basic
3: weather pattern. It's sure, rolled in fair. and it's going to roll out. Cloudy. Yeah.
4: Uh, got into an elevator in our uh, hotel. And, um, you know, it's one of those scenarios where I can hear someone rushing towards the elevator door as it's <laughs> shutting close and slam closed. And as, you know, with about three or four inches, I see the form of Peter Schrager trying to get into my elevator holding an umbrella. And so He's I am He's a thought,
3: tall guy, too. He's a big guy. He's probably got you by about four to five inches, I, I'd guess.
4: Maybe less. I don't want to—I'm not going to oversell <laughs> <far>? that. But—and <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, my first inclination is— it, had it been anyone it else, I need to immediately open that door. And, and so, But it is you know, it is Peter Schrager, and that was a very awkward moment because we made eye contact, mm. and I don't know <laughs> what he knows about this so-called feud that we're in. Oh, that's it? So, well, no. So okay. then I, I'm looking at the ele- the bank of uh, buttons on the elevator, and there's like 600 of them, and I'm like t- waging war with this thing and finally find the one that has the two arrows going in opposite directions so that the door opens, gotcha. and then Schrager is standing there. And we look at face each other. The face, face to with face with your enemy. He com- it's, there's no one else on the elevator. He comes in, and, you know, he's coming in from out of the rain. And he's like, hey, what is this? Uh, good to see you, but what is going on with this Ooh. this feud, <laughs> this thing I'm carrying about on Twitter? He's like, I haven't listened to the show in quite some time, I believe were the words. He, you know, he didn't mean it in a malicious sense the way that we I believe would. he was on
3: vacation as well
4: yeah he was he was out of the loop and so um, at the
3: time of your hit piece
4: right and so i tried to explain to him i said listen you know uh peter and it's like i could not get to the eighth floor quick enough for me to get out of the elevator and i you know and i'm saying to him it, things are fine it's absolutely it's just it's dust in the wind uh you know there's you go did go, you play
3: it as a you told him it was a manufactured joke or what did I you told tell him the him truth was, that it actually I, comes I, from a very real place? I don't
4: want to like, sit in a feud <laughs> with someone, so I viewed it as a chance to kind of reconnect um, if, a, if we've ever been connected and to try to, yeah, bury the hatchet. Over like
3: the 37 seconds before the 8th right. yeah, floor. Yeah, that's a quick. The trip. door opens. It's and very efficient elevator. Well,
4: and I had to move. So the door opens, and as I get out on my 8th floor and I'm turning around and the door's closing on his face, <laughs> I don't know what came out of my mouth. I just said, Love you, bro. And I walked back to my room, and I was—that was just an incredibly <laughs> awkward meeting. But he couldn't have been nicer. So I—I I will mm. say that my internally, I'm feeling a little bit you know less what? heat I've, around you. The view. You know
3: what else? You now have him totally off balance. Cause <laughs> love you, bro. I love you, bro. He's like, where is where is this guy coming from? Well, I and think sometimes he, I feel that with you. So imagine somebody that doesn't know you as well, well totally discombobulated. It is concerning. I, I have an update on my
2: own. I randomly shared an elevator with Peter Schrager How today. Too. What's this
4: guy just hanging out at the elevator bay? And what he cradled you like a baby, I'd imagine. Yeah, uh,
2: it was eight eight floors. I'm on the same floor as Mark. Uh, no cradling, uh, but he did ask, "Hey, what?" what? He asked oh. similarly. Um, I think he was trying to just see what. Where did it come from, or was it in was it in fun, or were you actually? It is
4: squarely on Pete's radar.
2: And uh, I did mention the genesis of it—that you know it came from when uh, you know he had asked that question, and-
4: <laughs> as you were spooning on the floor of yeah. the elevator.
3: And
2: he's like, "Well, I didn't do any power rankings." He's like, "I didn't rank him uh, last or anything like that." Well, I
3: think it's pretty By the way, clear where I ran. Greg couldn't but, wait yeah. to give the context to Pete again. You know, remember when you, they asked like who you respected the most, and you said me without even a beat? Do <laughs> you remember that? You remember that, Pete? Remember that? Remember that? Remember that?
2: <laughs> Actually, I don't even know if I walked through all this. It was a very. It was about a ten second ride, so there wasn't there wasn't too much to it. And uh, yeah, the, I said it was all in, it was very all odd. just uh, in good fun and. Uh, And uh, you know, having having a little uh, fun. I
4: find it odd, in an annoying sense, that we both were in solo elevator rides, and you had the chance to reframe history. No, I time. I, well, I, just, you know, I, I squashed
2: it. it, I thought. I okay. thought. I mean, even more so. He always said, no, it was all in, in silly uh, fun.
5: The only reason Dan and I don't have Peter Schrager elevator stories is because Greg nipped it in the bud. He mm-hmm. would have been there today waiting for me <laughs> and Dan to figure out mm-hmm. what was going
3: on. And I do feel, again, as host of the show, I do feel a responsibility to get Pete on the show to close this loop because there just seems to be a little bit more to address here between Mark and Peter directly. So I'm, g- I'm going to effort that with my producer erica love you bro love you bro (laughs) all right let's get to it we spoke with daniel jeremiah yesterday here it is all right here we are at lucas oil stadium in a very spacious suite because we are with the shield and we are with the man of the hour the guy who basically once it's danny jeremiah draft season the the ego is just out of control, and I'm going to get to that in a minute. But first, to be Let's nice, get right to it. As the host of the show, let me introduce Daniel Jeremiah, aka Move the Sticks, to the Around the
0: NFL podcast. Well, first of all, it's nice to see that uh, Sessler dressed up for the occasion. So that's really welcoming, you know. I feel like you're stepping up your game when you come on the big ATN pod, and, well, and part of that is in your appearance, and this is, it's, it's challenging. I'll put it that way. You
4: probably already know everything that we don't about this, but the whispers about moving the Combine away from Indianapolis are uh, untenable to me because it's a tunnel system that connects us. I walked right over from the room wearing <laughs> – The bathrobe from the room.
3: Mark has hit the level of madness where he is, yes, wearing a bathrobe in public, and I imagine this is something that will stay on Tonight at Saint Elmo, and maybe for the rest of the week. I think it's here. like
4: my new Luke, like look heading into my fifties and beyond. <laughs> the just way
0: you, the way you can make that work though is you can get like uh, some Velcro with Miyagi Do Karate, and just every hotel you go to, you just use that robe, slap that thing on the back, and they think you're on. You got your gi on. You're on your way to a tournament. You're an idea man. I like yeah. it. Uh, Daniel
3: Jeremiah, uh, you, you and I, as always, have an issue, and this one. I want to get to it because we're going to get into some combine talk. I think Dan doesn't even look at you while he's (laughs) talking trash about you. Uh, We're going to get into all that, but I just want to start with how this trip began, which was, let's just say what it was, uh, like a very bad foot we got off on (laughs) because (laughs) at LAX, I get on the plane, immediately, uh uh-oh, bad sign. There's no air conditioning on the plane. There's going to be a delay, and it turns out we were sitting on the plane for an hour and a half before it took off. But who do I see as I get onto the onto the plane right there in first class? Daniel Jeremiah. And I'm going to tell you something. Your agent did a nice job. Your <laughs> agent got you first class uh, booked into your con, <laughs> written into your contract. I have no issue with that. But it was the self-satisfied smirk that you had as all of your colleagues, me, Charlie Uke, David Ely, just a parade of people Walk by you. How proud you were of yourself that you were sitting in this, seated in the in this giant leather chair while the rest of us headed back to the uh, meat grinder.
0: And it's funny because I I don't even remember you getting on the plane, but it could have been the it, it could have been the uh, the flight attendant was taking drinks before we before the plane took off. It could have been the conversation I was engaged with with Sean McVay uh, who was sitting next to me. I, I don't recall, but I really didn't even remember you getting on the plane. Uh, I don't know why you would be coming to Indianapolis in the first place for the combine. But then I log out I log on social media, and who's, who's lobbing shots from the bathroom in the back? The <laughs> Hansis.
3: Well, here's the other thing. So like I said, there was some type of issue with the um, heating and cooling. So we're sitting on the tarmac, and this is what Jeremiah does. He's a nice guy to your face, but he, the wheels are always turning. He's leaning over into the middle of the row talking to uh, Sean McVay, Les Snead, the GM of the Rams, is to his right. And he wants me to see him comfortable with his champagne and his big fluffy chair and his conversation with one of the great minds of football. And you didn't care how long we were sitting on that tarmac because you felt fine.
0: I did feel comfortable, but you're not telling the the rest of the story because you lobbed the tweet yep. you take your shot.
3: And I did. I did. I yep. made
0: sure we were at a comfortable altitude and the fastened seatbelt <laughs> sign was off and ventured out into the back to say hello to my good friend Dan. I can't find him anywhere. I'm going up and down the aisles. I'm mm. like, this guy's been in the bathroom for 20 minutes. I don't know where he is. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I asked, like, oh. I asked Charlie Uke and everybody, I'm like, well, I see this guy who's who's asleep literally with his forehead on the seat Oh, in that's front Dan. Of him.
4: I've, I've, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm. you, really?
0: <laughs> And then dead asleep. And so I did what any friend would do. I woke him up and said sorry and kept moving. <laughs> he <laughs> woke me up. He was dead asleep. I, I shook never. him, Greg. I that shook him is... like that. And he, he looks up. I go, Oh, were you sleeping? And he, he looks at me and I just kept walking. That I done. struggled to
3: sleep on planes. And it was a, a harrowing lead up to getting into the air. For you to wake me up like, uh, you know, that just, again, mm. that was that was cruel, I have to Dan, say. Dan,
4: though, one, or one question. Are you more annoyed that he was put into first class to begin with, or that you weren't. I can't tell if this is a status issue with him no, or you. It's or not a combo. so much
3: that. It's, first of all, there was only one. This is a plane. It was the only direct flight from L.A. to Indianapolis. He was the only NFL media personnel in first class. And I'm talking there are higher-ups higher, higher ups in the shadowy league figure sector
2: <laughs> that were in coach. Yeah, but I, I measure higher-ups by that paycheck, and uh, we don't have any reporting on this, but we know <laughs> that an NFL oh. team, we know multiple NFL teams came after this guy a few years ago to work in that front office, so it's not cheap Your true, to elaborate. stay in the move because sticks story. business.
0: We can, I can transition this right into the combine <laughs> with this answer because having been on the road as a scout for eight years and having – been in cars driving straight from boise idaho back home to southern california and driving out to el paso and then being stuck on great company uh, southwest flights but in in not necessarily the best position on some of those southwest flights <laughs> when i had the first opportunity to redo my contract at the mm-hmm. network i my agent said okay this is kind of <laughs> what we're looking at and i said look I just want first class. Like, if you can just get first class in the contract, I don't even just – you figure the rest of it out. But that's that was the one thing I fought for. Mm. We're in a labor dispute right now. I died on the hill of <laughs> I will have first class after all those Hampton Inn stays mm. and uncomfortable drives. Nothing move. against Hampton Inns, but a lovely establishment. Nice you place. get a nice cookie How many major out front corporations are you going to, you know, <laughs> <laughs>
3: hand little cookies to? Mark, to answer your question, no issues with the first class ultimately. Okay. it It was, it was the smirk. And it was the lean over and, hey, look at me. I'm a star. So you thought while, while he was speaking to McVay,
2: yeah, he's somewhat paying attention to one of the more interesting offensive minds in the league. But he's mostly just thinking about how does this impact Dan Hansis? Yeah,
3: <laughs> I would
0: totally. say that would be what it I had is. to pretend that I couldn't hear Coach the entire flight so I could <laughs> lean in closer and just look back in, uh, over my shoulder. Nah, come
3: on. All right, we sh- we should talk some football with you because uh, yeah. eh, to be ser- to be serious for a second, you are one of the biggest names at this event now which is cool because certain people we've been at the company long enough where I remember when uh, move the sticks was a guy kind of you know on the rise a little bit but now you've reached this place where people are are seeking you out they want you at all times and I just want to ask one question just before we get into some uh, prospect talk do you think do you sense coaches gms other high-ranking league personnel, some kissing up to Daniel Jeremiah at this stage of
0: your career now that you've hit this level? I No, I wouldn't say a lot of that, but I'll tell you there's surreal moments because you, you know a lot of these guys from having worked with them in different teams, and you've got your friends in the league, but it's, it's still – I can remember – this is kind of a weird story, but about three years ago down there in that concourse, we were in between uh, drills or something, and I had a little break, so I went to the restroom, and uh, Jason Garrett walked in, at the time, coach of the Cowboys, and said uh, and call me by name. And I just remember being, you know, somebody who grew up was a Cowboy fan growing mm. up as a kid, and I was like, the head coach of the Cowboys kind of knows you. It's just a, it was a weird moment. And then I thought, you know, I'm, I should probably just go to the bathroom. This is this is this is really <laughs> a bizarre situation. But was he clapping? Was Daniel?
3: Daniel, great job at the urinal, Daniel. It was a last hey, can We heard this up here. We gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> uh, you were on Good Morning Football this morning. I checked that out. Thought it was uh, interesting because, of course, Joe Burrow is what everyone is talking about at the quarterback position and you actually had a chance to, to check him out and you, uh, you watched him work out. You spoke with him and you think this dude is real deal. Holy field star potential superstar, right?
0: Well, yeah, he just doesn't have a huge arm. Like you say, what's right with him. And I can go on the laundry list of things that are what right with him. And he's got the best pocket awareness of anybody that I've seen, just his comfort and feel inside the pocket. He's got this, uh, his superpower is his vision. And they did a nice job, and we talked about it. Of, of usually just five man protection, get everybody out into the route, and this guy can see the entire field. Where so much in college football, you depending on the safety, if they're in a single high or two high look, you work one side or the other. This guy can take a snapshot of the whole field, and if you have if you have a breakdown in coverage, he's going to find it right now. So his 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 pocket awareness, his vision, and then his ability to accurately throw the football, they're off the charts. Now he doesn't. I watched him work out with Sam Darnold, who's got a little bit stronger arm than him. Yeah, he does. Um, Josh Allen's got a lot stronger arm than him, who was out there. He's got a huge arm. Kyle Allen was out there as well. Um, so, he's not going to, you know, to use Jordan Palmer's phrase, he's not a driving range quarterback. You're not going to go out to the driving range and watch this kid throw and be like, wow. Somebody said he's going to shoot 68 once once you get on the course, and that's kind of who he is.
5: Well, you know, we, we are kind of plugged out of college football during the season. We're yeah. not paying attention. So, well, speak treat to yourself, us like noobs but... when I ask this question. Yeah. Something like, what's the difference between Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy?
0: So Jerry Judy's a more polished route runner, um, a little bit better in his release, a little bit better at the top of his route when he has to work and get back downhill. Ruggs is ridiculously explosive. He's more than likely going to be the fastest player here. Ruggs has got better hands, which is unusual. Normally you marry the speed and, and that those type of guys, traditionally you sacrifice some of the hands. You think of like Bashad Perriman, some of those type of players, Ted Ginn, another example. This guy has that level of speed. He dropped one ball last year. So he's got great hands. He's just not as refined as a route runner, but you've seen it. You know, you look at Tyreek Hill, that's going to be the template for him Mm. of ways to get him the football right now. And we we had a chance to talk to Chris Ballard earlier today, and he was mentioning how that was his, Tyreek Hill's initial role was the Debo Samuel role for the Forty ers It's only grown and evolved into him being you know that every down wide receiver run every route on the tree. Well, he's
5: got a Paris Campbell who's and I mentioned similar. that to him, and
0: I said that you can use Paris in that Debo role. You know, got to keep him healthy and get him out there. But um, to me, that's what you get with rugs. And I said it's a three man race to be the first receiver. I think everybody's kind of made it a Judy versus Lamb um i think when you especially teams with defensive head coaches will they feel that speed you know and and i see the chiefs a couple times a year and watch them in person and you obviously you see it on tv but man when you're in the stadium with Tyreek Hill like you it's just like whoa like you you feel it his speed won them the super bowl that third and 15 play oh, yeah. it's an unbelievable play by Mahomes but gosh he's open by 15 yards because he puts the fear of god in the safety and wheels him around so um, that's why I think Ruggs is very much in this thing to be the first like receiver. Where do you think the three of them go ultimately? I think all three of them end up going in the top 15. I, I would I would feel pretty good about that. Now, the only thing you'd say is the teams that, need, um, that have a need at tackle and receiver, they'd be smart to go get the tackle now because I think there's a handful of really good tackles, and then after that it starts to drop off, whereas receiver, second, third round, you're still going to get quality players. You worked in – front offices obviously that did you see the thing with judy today with him
3: having the star of david that was weird yeah is that in in a and he said it was because the pronunciation of his last name is that something that would raise alarm bells ahead of uh, the pre-draft process or here at the combine
0: i mean i i just saw it was just it was just odd you know like (laughs) i don't know how else to say it but i mean i don't everything i've heard about the kid at the school you know he's a good kid and it's just kind of a it's an interesting decision i leave it at that um, but he 's you know he 's character wise he 's supposed to be uh really solid no, really let's strong let's there. let us dive deeper into the star yeah. of david necklace uh, <laughs> yeah let 's go uh, deep dive there uh <laughs> no it was just it was bizarre i just put it that way i 've never it was caught me off i guard. mean but is that like
3: uh, uh, is that a question during the combine seventeen minutes or whatever yeah but i
0: i think there's there there's no malice or anything and it's just kind of an innocent Right, it, interesting, odd choice. Yeah, we all we all terms. make
2: odd uh, fashion choices. We got Mark Sessler <laughs> over here.
0: My son has those shoes too, Sessler. Nice. <laughs>
4: that was uncalled for.
0: He's, re, he's a very fashionable sixteen-year-old boy. And I, I want to ask you something because I, I think you've noticed. I've hit you up a few times because I've been doing a little bit. assassin.
4: Been doing a little bit of tape study on some of these college players yeah, myself. That, put a few uh, tweets out there. You know, and I one thing that I suffer from, (laughs) even when I watch, you know, game pass in the room is it's 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 a darkened room, a hushed room. Maybe you're watching uh, all 22, as I like to do a lot. And suddenly you start to maybe doze off a little bit. Do you would you admit to ever watching some of these distant like Iowa Tech versus Mississippi uh, ladies, you or whatever, and they're playing each other and you're (laughs) in like quarter three and just thinking I'm struggling to stay awake during this? Or is it all gripping to you all the time?
0: I will go. Uh, usually, it gets to the some linemen, especially when you get to down the line linemen. And I like to do them by position. So when I'm watching these guys, like literally, you'll spend three days watching offensive linemen. So at some point in time, you, you know, obviously, you do the better players early on that you know about, so you can go a stretch where you're just seeing crappy player after crappy player after crappy player. So I will go second screen, and I will go like on a like a YouTube rabbit hole of you know stuff so i'm just mm. got this going on and kind of like keep, keeping an eye over here um you can kind of binge watch a show like while you've got your lower level off you've always got like jotacy in the background you you like I the mid 80s you know early 90s this year, this, 90s. year <laughs> this year what's got me is <laughs> that uh, so raven yeah <laughs> there's nothing wrong with raven <laughs> Simone. I don't know why you would excuse s- me <laughs> say that as some kind of a cut down there's nothing wrong with that show uh wizards of waverly place maybe um but to me when you <laughs> so when you uh <laughs> When I'm watching tape, it's normally <laughs> I've got the '90s R&B is on Pandora is kind of my go-to, but this year a lot of people we bought the. Uh, you guys have a Roomba, yes. know, yes. a little, uh, a little yeah. Oh yeah. So I never upper, know. Across
3: people have them, yes. Yeah,
0: I never I know. know when my wife's going to launch that thing. Like it's like a spacecraft that takes off from its home dock and goes and <laughs> vacuums your whole house. <laughs> so a lot of times I'm doing a video of a player and that Roomba's going around, and so a lot of people on Twitter think I'm vacuuming while I'm watching mm. tape. <laughs> I'm not going to tell him I'm not. Technically, the house, the, the the carpet's getting vacuumed, and I'm watching tape, so I'm not going to dispute that. What's,
3: like, a position group we're, we're all hearing? This is a great wide receiver year. What is a position group that if a team is needy in a uh, certain position that they're in a little bit of trouble in this draft, that there's not a lot of blue-chip uh, talent?
0: Well, I don't think there's a first-round interior offensive lineman. You know, I have, I have Worfs from Iowa who played tackle. I think he can be an all-pro guard. But, you know, a lot of teams will have him listed as a tackle. So I don't have a, you know, top 32 player that's an interior lineman. So that's a little bit thin. Tight end, I don't have a tight end that's worth a first-round pick, which is, you know, unusual. So those, I think there's decent depth. You get good players, but there's no, you know, premier, premier guys. So uh, those would be a couple positions I'd say a little bit thin.
2: Give it, Give us a, a quarterback, not to Tua or Joe Burrow, that you like more than more than other people and why and then and, and maybe someone you don't like that yeah. much or that you don't think's gonna that maybe gets overdrafted because they're quarterbacks okay Kill i
0: actually like a day three pick so we're talking now maybe in like the fifth round um it's a kid named james morgan out of florida international he went down to the east west game was the best quarterback down there which is you know that second tier all-star game but he's six four he's like 225 he's got a strong arm he was playing through a knee so he wasn't totally healthy um But to me, like, you're trying to find guys with some traits on day three that have a chance to be a starter. Um, He's one of those guys. And then I'm fascinated with Jalen Hurts to see when he goes. Um, You know, having spent time at Alabama, been at Oklahoma, guys won a lot of football games. He can really move around and make plays. He just doesn't really throw with a lot of anticipation. Um, You know, there's some vision things. As much as I love Joe Burrow's vision, like that's an issue with Hurts. But the way the game's played right now, where you get a guy that can create some plays with his legs, he's got a strong arm, he can make every throw – I could see somebody saying, you know, we kind of build a little bit around him. I was I was talking to a team uh, that's set at the quarterback position, but they were looking at him in that Taysom Hill type of a role. Hmm. Um, there's, that's the interesting thing. Like the copycat players this year, if you're trying to say, like, who we're trying to find, um, some people trying to find Taysom Hill. A lot of people trying to focus on that type of a role. You've got teams trying to find their Debo Samuel, somebody that can line up in the backfield or, or be in the slot. And then um, you, you look on the defensive side of the ball um, – you know, obviously, Derwin Jade isn't com- going to come around very often, but finding those safeties that you could play at linebacker, you know, can do different things. And just um, to use uh, McVeigh, who I don't know if I told you I was sitting next to him at first yeah, class. You mentioned Good that. combo, One, you too. Great game, conversation. Yeah. One of Came the things up. he talked about was, you know, when they match you personnel-wise, like the Ravens are a great example, where the, you can't be right because with all those tight ends out there, you go big to match them, they're going to split everybody out, and they're going to let those tight ends run by you. You go small to cover them, they're going to bring them in, they're going to run the ball down your throat. Um, so trying to find those guys that can do those different things is what everybody's trying Are to do.
4: Are we at the for. time of year, because you're saying you don't you know a team out there trying to find Taysom Hill 2.0, where you're just sitting on loads of explosive information where you want to, like, shout into the hole of a tree, because how do you, like, hold on to all these secrets? Do you tell your wife everything that you know, or does someone know? <laughs> I'm sure she well, wants <laughs> to, I, to I hear
0: told, everything. I told the uh, – and this wasn't even a secret this is not steeped in fact, but I was literally at the doctor um, – Having, uh, if anybody had an endoscopy here, anybody Uh, where they stick the camera? Oh, obviously. Jeez. Hello. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you know that deal. So. You come into the this room. This is Chris Wessling, by the way, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Old no, no, Mr. I, that's, Endoscopy. That, 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 that's what we call that's, him. That's really bad on my part. I, no, uh, no worries. Uh, no, but so. Hey, you no, he notice. hasn't been through anything, DJ. Real sensitive. I've had, okay. I mean, look, cancer's one thing. Acid reflux, come talk to me when you've been there. <laughs> uh, so, to me. It came with it. Yeah. that came with it as well. Yeah, as, yeah, it, was it was part a, of the package. There's no digging out of this. <laughs> it was a bonus. DJ. It was a bonus. Hey, there is
5: something digging out of it because DJ sent me as many messages as anybody when I was going through it. Oh, no. He's the best.
0: But, so, I'm in the, I you, do you did you have He's this out. where you, so I don't remember the conversation with the doctor after the thing. So you, oh, you're Oh, you knocked out. So I get in the car. I obviously remember that we get home and I tell my wife, I go, kind of weird. The doctor never came into the recovery room. So yeah, he did. I go, he did. You talked to him. You talked to him for 10 minutes and I go, what did he say? He's like, he told you what you needed to do. Blah, blah, blah. I said, what did I say to him? He goes, you just looked at him and said, the Chargers are taking Tua. I, I go, what? She goes, yeah, you did. So if that happens, that doctor's going to be sitting home. i have known that for months.
3: Um, that's awesome. Let's say goodbye to Mr. Jeremiah. But before we do, checking in on his an NFL, I guess it was a, a Reddit type thing. Ask me anything yep. conversation. Uh, someone asked to rank the members of the Around the NFL podcast. This was your response. I've heard Colleen Wolfe is on there a lot, so she's number one. Erica is technically eligible, so she's number two. After that, Wesseling, Sessler, and the rest would be listed in others. <laughs> that checks out. Don't
0: All hate right. it. Don't hate Find it. Find the <laughs> lie. I don't know. All
5: right.
2: Where's I mean, I, if, I was, if I was Erica or, or you guys, I would almost be insulted because he's playing this whole game where he, we know what game he's playing. <laughs> You know what I mean? I don't know what why don't the two of you? It's sort just of this like anti. Thi- it's sort of this like you know reverse psychology thing. So it, it lets you actually know who he's threatened by, who he you know respects, yeah, who, yeah, he sure can, who he who he considers that by. in challenger. <laughs> that, and this is I love
3: these peeks into Greg's mind.
0: <laughs> that it's is nice. absolute <laughs> white <laughs> noise. <laughs> it's very <laughs> interesting. Did you not? What about the other one? Because I got I got two ATN questions in the hour Reddit. They were two ATN questions. Did you see the other one?
3: No, I I miss I missed it actually. The other one was.
0: Where would you rank Dan Hansis in an NFL media draft? Where would you take him in an NFL media draft? And I said, I would take him in the first round. And they said, really? I said, yes, because nothing would bring me more joy than to trade him to some network in Canada.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The other shoe drops. Daniel Jeremiah, you know where to find him. He's at Move the Sticks. He has a podcast, I believe, that runs during the spring maybe beyond sporadically? that sporadically sporadic
0: i don't I know it. i love it check out and it. he'll be
3: on nfl network be- no no literally be- every day forget this
0: forget that all that stuff so yeah. the the, uh, the best <laughs> thing about that whole reddit yeah at, at underneath those questions if you look on it some people some people wrote like hey, when did this whole rift start? (laughs) And, like, literally people underneath are like, no, 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 they're friends. Like, it's all, they're just having fun. And someone's like, are you sure? Like, I'm like, oh, we're playing this thing. Wow, this is nice. You'll never know (laughs) for
3: sure. Daniel Jeremiah, thank you very much. Thank you,
0: guys. I appreciate
3: you having me. And there he goes, the wholesome assassin, Daniel Jeremiah. Good chat with Danny.
2: I mean, this, I don't know if we've ever had uh, such a likable group
3: of guests in one program. And let's roll into... The most likable of them all, she is the queen. You know of NFL media. A lot of people are saying that now.
1: Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard it.
3: Yeah, she is. Of course, you know the voice, Colleen Wolf. Connie, what's up? Welcome back to the show.
1: Hello, hello, hello.
3: Connie has so much free time right now. She's just wandering around Indianapolis. Yeah, you know, she's like the queen, the queen of
2: NFL media, but like the. Drunk cousin of the combine.
1: Like I'm just lost. People are asking me if I know if I know where I am, if I know what city I'm in right now. Yeah. It's uh, great.
5: You know, Greg, a bit of a sneakerhead. Colleen's got the best shoes in the suite right now. Oh,
1: thank you. Tell me more. It's a nice job.
2: <laughs> Jordan's. Yeah, Jordan Threes, uh, Wolf uh, Gray. The Wolf the entire Wolf, uh, John Gonzalez family, much bigger sneakerhead. I I would not. I mean, Greg, claim I, that no title. one has
4: seen these shoes before. This is the fourth pair of shoes that you pre- presented to us this week, so <laughs> I do like those. <laughs> I was running. looking at You're in run. the running. You're in the running.
3: Wolf Gray on top of it. Yeah. Well done. Double well wolf. Done. All right, Connie is here. You know why she's here. She is at the center of one of the great promotions in the history of podcasts. Build a theme song for Connie for this show. It will be the song that she' Every time she appears on the show going forward, uh, we'll, what's the word I'm looking for? We'll blank her arrival. We'll. Announce? Announce her arrival. That's a good one. It's Not like walk-up music. Um, it was a P word I was looking for.
1: Present? No.
3: Nope. I don't know. We'll never know. It's over. It's gone. I missed the opportunity. Mad Libs gone awry. Yes, exactly. Connie, here you are. And so far, we're going to listen to one more set of, of entries. We have closed, of course. We have closed off any more entries. Again, do not send any in.
1: Yeah, I kind of feel bad. I, I didn't tweet about it at all to promote it. I, I also haven't tweeted really anything at all. So no, you know, follow you. me at Colleen Wolf. We've, we've got, got enough.
3: enough. We've <laughs> gotten we've, enough. We've got enough. <laughs> We're going to listen to one more batch of songs, and then uh, we'll work it out with your schedule when we get back to L.A. I'm very busy. And we will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you are. We will then... Um, uh, finally make the selection the song maybe next week maybe the week after we'll, we'll figure it out but today Erica went through our Gmail v ATn podcast at Gmail uh, for the last batch of contenders do we want to get into it I can't Please. wait yes all right let's get it going Ricky Hollywood, Hollywood
2: hit you with Fox, the DNF, Billy Green, coming to the around the NFL
7: machine with her boy guns. Oh, she's an unstoppable force. Screaming Bobby for eagles till her voice turns hoarse. The history <laughs> is rich, but her story is bang. We're here with Tiny Fox, and she's ahead of the game.
3: Hmm. Bit of an industrial nine inch nails, like 311,
1: to it. sort of. No, maybe not.
3: Yeah, in terms I of see like the lo- the, I hear little, the, the
2: rhyming,
1: I like the Philly Queen line. That was great. Eh, not bad. I not
2: mean, okay. these are
4: these are all so good. Yeah, not, it's yeah, like,
2: not something you want to like hear a million times. Though,
4: well, I so t- like no, that comment right there. It's like the, the, there's someone <laughs> out there necessary. in like central Tennessee that spent like. 25 hours putting that together, and I mean, like their I, whole heart and soul has been put into it. And Greg just with one like five-letter sent, 5 words sent, it just destroys out. the person. I mean, it's fine. Fu- it was. Fun.
2: I mean, they're gonna be wondering why they didn't make the finals and I what know. they can do to improve for more, next more time. More cutting
4: analysis. I hey, understand. Simon
5: Cowell is the engine that makes the show go. Greg's got to play that role. All right.
2: What? Well, I it,
3: like it, the it, lyrics. Somebody's got to yeah. be the bad guy. And uh, I thought it was a very nice entry. Uh, don't know if it makes the finals, but thank you to whoever sent that in. Up next, Ricky. She can tell us about all the teams which have a history
2: that is very rich.
6: She's I love married
2: to some guy called Gonzo. Who is he? Well, how should I know? She's got about a thousand shows on TV. Most in L.A., at least one in Miami. Connie <laughs> She grew up on the
1: That was like a little Billy Jolie.
3: Yes.
1: I liked yes. it.
3: And it also was here's what, the only thing that's going to work against the, this gentleman. Oh, beat. no, you can't say anything critical. I,
4: oh, <laughs> go ahead, Greg. Kill him. Go ahead. One
3: thing that has surprised me is the level of production uh, in a lot of these songs Absolutely. and how exactly. much work has gone into uh, making them sound like songs you would almost hear on the radio or from a commercial or, or a radio jingle. And I really love the, the song structure and the melody and the songwriting, but it did have more of a demo feel to it. And mm. what we're looking for is a finished product. Like, I would almost say, like, wow. does Yikes. that guy, would he be a guy that I would, you know, say, hey, do you want to take another crack at it and maybe put some bells and whistles on it and really produce it? Because I loved the melody, I have to it say. It was
1: simple. I wonder if he played the piano himself to do it. Like I, I bet you he know, did. The, the way I mark a good song is does it make me bob my head? Do, do, am, I, am I going with the beat here? Mm-hmm. And that's what I did with this, sound, this song. It was a little jaunty, which I liked. You do uh, like I like jaunty. a jaunty tune. And, and so he could, uh, I, w- I was a fan I of I thought it. it
2: sounded good. He he could make a cleaner one. It also is a little different than the ones that have made our finals. I thought it was delightful.
4: Very it different. stands I, out. I, yeah, I would say if I he, quite enjoyed if he it. submitted a second one, with it, it was a little bit I – and mean, we're on these headsets a little bit raw sound-wise, but wanted to take another shot at that. I loved it.
3: Sound like a demo, but a very promising demo. And will that be enough – to get that person into the finals I well, think so We'll find out I think so uh, Erica Number
6: three <laughs> <laughs> today <laughs> 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 <host Nathan> <laughs> like John <laughs>
3: Very musical. That was
1: very produced.
3: Very produced. That was very,
2: like, N-E-R-D, like, Neptunes early, like, 2000s. You know, I was hearing a little
3: mid-to-late period uh, Justin Timberlake there. Sure. Did Mm -hmm. you pick up on that, Ricky? same producer. She's shaking her head, or nodding her head. Uh, I like that.
1: It, that 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 was a fun one. It was a, a little different the, it was very different I than like, the second one. The second one, uh, I just thought was it it was kind of bad, but it was good like I liked it because it was raw I feel
2: like Colleen's voice in this should should count like triple Absolutely. Compared sure. to any of yeah. us. Yeah. Absolutely.
3: I do like to hear the lyrics. Right. I think that's a fun part of it but I couldn't hear it as well there.
5: It was hard to decipher. I liked the beat. But yeah. You mm-hmm. couldn't decipher the words as much. It
1: okay. was like a cool and edgier version though. Which I liked. I like that. It was I'm not different. cool or edgy, though. We've yeah. had no, <laughs> so problematic. You're
3: not, but that that is not the measure of you as a woman. Don't worry
1: about. That. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Dan. Um, now you tell me can, how I should measure myself tonight. as a woman. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, I have been really impressed. We well, didn't with... answer her question. I'm yet. thinking <laughs> about it. She she kind of got me. Um, I've been really impressed with the the varied uh, genres yeah. of the songs.
2: No doubt. that was
3: produced beautifully. Okay, how many? Do we have another one? A Got a couple more. Oh. Okay, go ahead.
1: Colleen Wolf is coming. We dropped the pack. Gonna teach us a lesson. History is rich. Colleen Wolf is coming. she's is blessed. Here one moment. Because of the next kind of part. That's <laughs> fantastic
3: Wes a little bit of a jazzy element there
5: that was like a dinner jazz and it had a little <laughs> bit of a Nina Simone feel
1: yes a, a little bit yeah I felt like I was in a like underground like jazz lounge yes. I had to go downstairs it was red it's like, like Nikki
3: Blaine's right here in Indianapolis yes exactly
4: yeah. I feel like I've inappropriately hushed Greg who I something is bubbling <laughs> well up here. this you one are, yeah let's come down with, to, let's come down
2: speaking. with Nina Simone here <laughs>
4: Oh, it's there's the. This one is like
2: uh, late, you know. I don't. Yeah, this is like what happened to Nina Simone. Nina Simone.
5: <laughs>
1: That's fair. The, the jazzy element, though, it, it speaks to my washed-up socialite type routine, <laughs> and I like that.
3: <laughs> we got to get we have to get Greg in like a skin tight white t-shirt where you could see his nipples like Simon Cowell. What? Like we got to get <laughs> For we, multiple he's got to go full cowl. I vote no.
2: I you know <laughs> I I have been thinking about getting like years and years of plastic surgery so that I look <laughs> like like a half monster half man. <laughs> Greg uh, Rosenthal mask. Really keep people <laughs> off balance.
3: All right, that was a um interesting one.
2: Connico.
7: Go ahead and tell all your friends <laughs> The history is very rich you it up in Miami All to dance, all to dance Go ahead and tell all your friends Connie
4: Clark Wow <laughs> First eight seconds were maybe some of my favorite stuff Yeah, that around. is
3: Was that on the last Arcade Fire? No, uh, that was that you. was
2: very Benfold <laughs> Benfold's <laughs> Rock <in> the <laughs> Suburbs era That was great
1: <laughs> it's, it started and it felt like something we would be playing at like a WrestleMania. Yes. And yeah. then it took a little bit of a turn. It there were some little.
2: lyrics that seemed to yeah didn't keep it you felt, with the song. It felt you.
3: a little uh, unfinished lyrically. A little noisy.
1: But we all got really excited when the first, it first yeah the first seven or eight, going eight going seconds nine. were yes. great.
3: It I did, think it was fun. It made me feel something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. One more. All right. Well, let's let's we're gonna go song by song at this point. You know, <laughs> let's let's see where we're at. Next up. <laughs>
2: more folds
7: Connie's here she's gonna piece it all together for us finally someone we can trust <laughs> Connie's here why are her, all these animals smiling what could they be hiding Connie Fox will solve
3: the puzzle. Oh, I love it! I, Whoa.
6: Sorry, Con,
4: Connie is a very um,
3: Mark. We, how long did it take you to write that?
4: I'm gonna, I wanted to say <laughs> me last night when we were out at this like she-she steak bar thing. I at one point talked to Connie and she was just like, "I don't do small talk." And you were legit kind of panicking. And like, I think that song kind of captured <laughs> that great non-egotistical ess- essence of Connie, where it's like awkwardness rules sometimes. And that song hit it.
1: I loved that. Yeah,
2: that was that was a
3: finalist. That and he knows struck...
1: I love a puzzle.
3: Mark, you hit it so well. That was so well put because Colleen's personality was captured within those 30 seconds.
2: The horn coming in was a big surprise. I mean, that was a band.
3: Yeah. It
5: sort of had a, like an 80s TV theme show vibe to it. And, yeah. and
2: one thing I it understood like that. was that this is an intro to Colleen coming on the show, which I do think is, is a plus. It's like something some that of I them, could listen
1: to a lot. Uh, some of them aren't well necessary
2: like Here She Comes.
3: That one did. I think we're sending that one straight to the finals. Yeah, for okay. sure. Okay, congratulations to whoever that is. Let's listen to one more. One more. Here we go.
7: Who left the wolf outside its box? Don't look now, boys. It's Connie Fox. Oh, she's just the face of the network. Got my boy eyes in looking for work. Billy girl in L.A. taking oh, no. all the cake. She wants all the fame, but let's get her paid, y'all. This girl's fly. She ain't no bronco and eagle at heart, just like my boy Gonzo. But Gonzo. Yo. <laughs> gonna be gone bro gone. Hit tiny
1: box Wait, Cox. It's Fox. did he Wait. just put a hit on my husband what just oh, happened god.
2: He's, he's god bro and then what happened with fletcher Co- i think we need to listen to that again oh, just, i love our listeners i don't because we're it's
1: <laughs> i don't so think awesome. i don't
2: crazy Everyone. there's yeah there's a few reasons why that probably can't be <laughs> the, the one we found listen.
7: Don't look now, boys. It's Connie Fox. Oh, she's just the face of the network. Got my boy eyes in looking for work. Another reason. That's a kids. problem. That's, I'm that's a problem. Taking all the cake. She wants all the fame. But let's get her paid, y'all. This girl's fly. She ain't Back no Bronco and Eagle at heart. Just like my boy Gonzo. But Gonzo. Yo. He's gonna be gone, bro. He gon' If a tiny box ever hears from Fletcher Cox. It's Cox Fox. was Fletcher Cox I, He said I Gonzo's
2: going to be gone, bro. Then went with the West. he gone. Yep. If she ever gets with Cle- Fletcher Cox, because she's
3: going to be Cox Fox. What? Fox. <laughs> That's amazing. That's kind of amazing. Down. You did Callie really Fox Cox. <laughs> that would be your name.
2: That, it had a. They had a lot going in 30 wow. So much great stuff in there. Really
1: packed a lot if in there. If Mark
2: wrote the, the piano one, I think that would have been mine. That was <laughs> Very dense. That was great. He had like three <laughs> unnecessary shots, ended with like a <laughs> joke sort of. It was great. <laughs> 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 wow.
4: Super. Creative, Suddenly was Gonzo amazing, was gone.
2: Oh, was, you know, what I was, I was happened
1: about. to John? John
2: is in trouble Cox in this song. In, in this
3: scenario.
1: Cox came in and that was it, huh?
3: <laughs> Gonzo was out. <laughs> Well, uh, that makes you a little uncomfortable, obviously. Your, John's there's love of your life. There's a few things. There's
1: yeah. a few, like the eyes and things. Yeah. I don't know. But want I, was, to that. That's...
2: I think that was very entertaining for this show. It was great that we got it in there.
1: Yeah.
3: Yes. And they know knows? their audience. Like I said, just, just because a song doesn't win doesn't mean it will not show up again uh, down the line because what people, what I have not made clear in the rules is that we now have complete <laughs> ownership of all of these songs. So we reserve the right to play them in perpetuity. If we so desire, we've
4: solved our music issue. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for
1: doing the work for us.
3: Um, all right. So, that is the everything you heard. Uh, we kind of decided that will be the group that we'll choose from. And then uh, maybe what are we going to narrow, narrow it down to? Five finalists? Yeah. That mm-hmm. seems fair. Feels right? good. And then um, Colleen will figure out a date next Friday.
1: How about next Friday? You around? I think so. All right.
3: Well, we'll figure that offline. But
1: We have figured out a prize, which we're not going to reveal. Let's let's
3: reveal that on fr- uh, on that show, yeah, because it's a great idea that you had, and I think it, it could be a home run. Logistically, a little tricky, but a home run <laughs> if we could pull it we off. Got to figure some things out. All right, that's it. This is our last. Um... Well, no, we have one more show coming up this week. It is oh yeah, the free agency one hundred one countdown list with Greg and Wes. And a little tease, there will be maybe a second 101 list <laughs> to keep uh, keep your eyes on. Uh, 202. So 202. <laughs> so 202. To keep you real. How about that? So um, that is coming up tomorrow, the annual Greg and West Free Agency 101 episode that will be completely about that fine list by the gentleman, which is actually up right now at NFL.com slash – NFL.com slash uh, Top 101 Free Agents. Yes. That's a mouthful.
2: All right. Colleen, thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you. Thank you for bringing all this music into my it's life. How-
2: you, you did a 20-minute walk for this. <laughs> I That's-
1: did. I kind of, let's be honest, I needed to. You got your exercise walking. in. And- <laughs> I needed to get out of my hotel room.
3: That's good. And uh, we will have one more night here uh, in Indianapolis, and then uh, you know we'll be back in L.A., and we'll have a lot of fun. How long are you here, Colin?
1: I'm here until Monday.
2: You're on NFL. Uh... You look excited.
1: I am. Yeah. I am. I'm just gearing up, you know? Network. It's a big week ahead. I hope
3: you like gray weather.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. I do. As it turns out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. Thank you, Connie. Who
1: we'll let the wolf outside? It's Fox.
3: Stan Hansen the signing the More. It's Connie Fox. Quiet no, Storm, the mailman, the old boss, Ricky Hollywood, behind the glass.
7: Bill Thursday. Cake, getting on the cake, she wants all the fame, but let's get her paid, y'all. This girl's fly. She ain't no Bronco and Eagle at heart, just like my boy Gonzo. But Gonzo, yo, he's gonna be gone, bro. He gon' if a tiny box ever heres fuck Fletcher Cox. It's Cotton Fox.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better.